course of discussing movies, the host will spoil plots. You've been warned. Listen to their screams. Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dave. I'm joined, as always, by the other host, Ike. Ike, how are you? I am doing fantastic. I, uh, I'm a little, little hungry. I'm a little hungry for some meat. Maybe, maybe some human meat. Uh, some, some long pig. That's what That's they call right. you, long pig. <laughs> uh, yeah, because today's topic of discussion overall is uh, pretty much cannibalism. Uh, we are going to be <laughs> reviewing the movie Cannibal Cabin, which is available now on video on demand. Uh, as the uh, the uh, main event today, so yeah, we're going to be talking, uh, cam- you know, cannibals. So good times, uh, <laughs> good stuff. I, I mean, I'd I'd have to be super damn hungry to to dive into that. And you know, you you hear all these people that always say, "Oh, I'd never do that. I'd never do that." I'm like, man, I don't know. If you're in, now I'm not saying how some of these people do, you know, for just for pleasure or just because they like it. But if you are in a do or die situation and things are grim. I mean, people, when you're hungry, your body will, you'll, you'll do weird stuff. Oh yeah. And I, I think some people that stand so adamantly against it would, would do it. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. And you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that he would go out and kill somebody for it, but I mean, come on. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I come off as a weird and, and whatever else, you know, saying that, but, uh, I mean, if if there's nothing to eat, you know, like what, what was the movie Alive or whatever, where you're like, everything's frozen. There's not shit to eat and you got dead other passengers. I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. Well, and honestly, um, it this obviously it's a TV show because um, we you know we were going to do a top three here in a little bit about cannibal movies. But um, something I thought about including in my top three was the show uh, Yellow Jackets, which has aspects of cannibalism. And uh you know, the concept of, you know, yellow jackets is that a plane crashes. And, and it kind of reminds me of like the uh, soccer team that crashed in the Alps. Is that right? The Swiss yeah. Alps or something like yeah. that? Yeah. You know, I mean, they that's how they, they had to resort to cannibalism. So it's like, you know, sometimes, you, you know, not to say that cannibalism is justified, but there are justifiable reasons for cannibalism. Not always, but sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, and I again, I love Supernatural. There's a couple episodes there where they hint at it. I, you know, mostly it's monsters eating. Uh, but Monica and I were were talking, and do you recall there was an episode of Criminal Minds with Jamie Kennedy yeah. as the villain, where he uh, that was a, a kind of a wicked episode where he cooked the chili for all the people at the search party, and uh, yeah, he, that uh, you know the the entire all these people that were searching for a uh, missing victims were uh, well they were partaking of one of the victims and uh, completely unaware so. Uh, that always, you know, Jimmy Kennedy, it always gets me in these shows and movies, man. The, the, I like guys that play villains that are, they don't seem cut from the villain mold. You know what I mean? Like when Robin Williams in One Hour Photo and different things like that, where they're these guys that are either, you know, funny or, or good guys or whatever it might be. And when they flip the switch to play a villain, there's, I don't know, there's this added, added creepiness to it because you know who they are. It always, it adds a dimension to me. So Absolutely. Uh, but besides that, before we get to the review, we got a, a lot of things to do. Uh, we will uh, send out a special thank you to our wives, Kayla and Monica, for all their help and support and research and et cetera, et cetera, uh, with the podcast. 
but Ike, uh, before we dive into our uh, weekly segment, uh, so what'd you do this week? Did you watch anything or anything of, of, of note? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's actually nothing from this week. I'll be honest with you. I have nothing from this week, but I did have a couple things from last week that I forgot to mention um, that I felt like are worth mentioning. First and foremost, um, I have finished Yellow Jackets, the second season of Yellow Jackets. Um, super amazing show. If you've not seen the show yet, check it out. There's two seasons. Uh, it's on Paramount, I believe. Um, otherwise, I haven't really watched anything. Okay. But last time, and I completely forgot to mention this during the podcast, um, the weekend before last, I went to a uh, a paranormal circus. Oh, yeah, that's right. I completely forgot to mention it. I was telling Dave all about it. Um, you know, I had him, uh, you know, send him the link and all that good jazz. And, you know, I was kind of talking to him about it, send him a couple pictures. And, you know, Dave's like, hey, make sure you mention that on the podcast. And what did I not do? Take pictures. <laughs> mention Didn't mention it on the podcast. <laughs> oh, man. So. Yeah, so basically the circus, it was called um, Paranormal Cirque, uh, Paranormal Cirque 3. It's the third one they've done. Now, it's basically a traveling circus. It's based out of Sarasota, Florida, I think. Um, but basically, they go across the country to different places. They're going to be in Indiana, North Carolina. Uh, I think they go to California, too, I believe. Maybe not. But uh, they're on Facebook. Basically, it's just like a paranormal circus. It's like a circus with, you know, the classic circus acts. You know, you got your your trapeze. You have, you know, stunts. You have um, all kinds of cool stuff like that. You know, uh, knife throwing. You know, they, they play with whips and stuff like that. Um, but it also has a comedic aspect. Uh, it is a rated R show, um, which I thought was kind of weird for like a circus to be rated R. But then, like, they started doing stuff, and I'm like, okay, I can see why this is rated R. Um, like, at one point, like, a guy whipped out a dildo. Like, you know, stupid humor like that. Um, but, yeah, it was good stuff. It was funny. It was a little spooky. Um, you know, they, they included, like, uh, there's, like, a there's like a little bit with Leatherface that was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was really neat. It, it was unique because I'd never heard of this before, and apparently this is, like, the third, like, time they had done this. Um, but yeah, they do it every year, I guess, and they just they come up with new acts every year. So that, that's, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's always neat when you you find stuff like, especially when it's not in the fall, right? You find all kinds of things in the fall, right? right. You know, haunted haunted attractions, different things. But yeah, when you when you when something comes up and it's you know it's not in season, it's it's always fun. I'm always I'm always on the lookout for something uh, to do or, <laughs> or just even even a place to see. You know, you know, right? Suppose that haunted houses, you know, true haunted houses, et cetera, et cetera. So, um. But let's see, what did I watch? I did watch a, a few things. Uh, the the primary one is that I dove in and I completed the uh, In Search of Darkness uh, 80s horror documentary. And wow. this is this is a big thing on Twitter uh, that I've always wanted to watch this. Um, and, and and always thought, you know, at some point I will bite the bullet and I will either buy the, the downloads or buy the Blu-ray and watch them. Uh, but hadn't done it yet. Well, then one day I was perusing through Shudder, and lo and behold, all three parts are on <laughs> Shudder. So I was so excited, and uh, I watched it. And this is – we're talking like we're talking like 16 hours of documentary total with the three. These things are monstrous, and they hit on, I mean, virtually every horror movie from the 80s. And it's and they have everybody in these documentaries. I'm talking about them, right? And there's just little little segments on each one, and uh, – it is so good. It is, it is 
it is so good because it it sparks movies you forgot about. It movie it, it, it's so good because it's it 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 piques your interest on movies you didn't even know about. I mean, it talks about genres. It talks about you know there's little segments on specific you know the, some of the prominent specific actors and directors and things. Um, so good, I cannot recommend it enough for people to go watch it. Again, it's on AMC Plus and Shutter. Uh, you know, you have to, you you know, unless you've got a big chunk of time for it, you have to watch it in kind of segments. Um, <laughs> I will say the AMC plus app is not user friendly. It's, it, uh, it's horrible that if you walk away from something, sometimes you go back and it does not hold your place for continue watching sometimes such a pain. Uh, but it did, uh, you know, spawn, they have checklists out there of all the movies they mentioned. And it's like, this is my goal now is to, I'm going to go through and I'm going to check off the ones that I've seen multiple times that, you know, I don't feel like I need to rewatch immediately. Uh, but then I'm going to go through and try to anything that I have not seen or haven't seen in a while or are not for, you know, familiar with or for, forgotten. I'm, I'm going to watch them and right. it, it, you know, over time. It, but I'm going to use this to spawn things to watch. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm all about 80s horror, especially 80s slashers, uh, even the cheesy, you know, fun ones uh, and everything else. But besides that, uh, well, spitting now that I did watch, I watched Hotel Hell. Uh, because of this, you know, and, and, and uh, that kind of parlays into our cannibalism because it's got a cannibalistic aspect to it. Uh, but then even before I watching this, I did watch a uh, a, a small film called uh, House Harker and uh, they're, House Harker. They're on Twitter and I think it's just at House Harker and they're they're a, they're a supporter of us. Like they listen to the show. They like the show. And, uh, you know, and they're and they're all the times, you know, they're interacting with us on Twitter, on social media. They're all the time sharing our stuff. And, you know, I thought, well, you know what? in good faith, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to return the favor and I'm going to go watch, I'm going to watch the movie. And, um, and, uh, you know what, it was a fun movie. It, uh, you know, it's, it's no offense, but it, you know, it's clearly kind of a low budget, but it is, it's, right. it's, it's very comedic, but it is also very bloody. And, um, but you know, it's got, you know, vampires in it and stuff. And it's, it's a fun watch. It's, it's entertaining. And, uh, I highly advise anybody that just wants to, for an hour and a half, just to watch a, a kind of a, uh, a light, you know, horror comedy with a, with a, uh, oogles of blood in it, um, to, to, to go give it a shot. It, it's, it's fun. And again, you can follow them on Twitter uh, and we'll give them a shout out. They, uh, they're supporters of the show. Like I said, they listen, they, they share our stuff. They've bought a shirt. They've, they've done all kinds of things. They're, you know, they enjoy the, they enjoy our show. So I thought, uh, we'll return, I'll return the favorite. I'll give it a watch. So, and I highly recommend that. Uh, I, I, you ought to go out and watch it too. And, uh, I will have to do that. Yeah. So, so that's it. That's what I watched. Uh, again, the In Search of Darkness took up 16 hours of my time, uh, which you know <laughs> sounds monumental, but man, it it flies by. It is so fun to watch. It it is so so fun. Uh, but anyway, so that takes care of uh kind of takes care of the week and what we watched and and all the housekeeping items. So uh, let's get right into it into our segment for this week. Top three. <laughs> And in this week, we're sticking with our theme of cannibal movies, and we are going to discuss our top three favorite cannibal movies. And, uh, I, you know, when we when we talked about doing this, you know, it, it was kind of time to do top three. And you suggested we do it, you know, on cannibal movies because we you know, really dove into it. And there's a good chance, you know, who knows when we'll we'll have this topic up again. Right. Um, you know, a couple jumped right to mind. Uh, well, lots jumped to mind, but a, a couple jumped to mind that have. Well, they're 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 good. They're contenders for me. And, but, uh, but then, you know, I found out that as I was kind of perusing lists and going over movie titles, there's a lot of cannibal movies that I, that I like and are okay, but there's, there's not a 
uh, this exorbitant amount that I think is are spectacular and that are I think are really favorites of mine. So, uh, you know, you got the I, I mean I've got my top three which I really I enjoy these movies and I think there's then there's a drop down to just movies that are fun and that I like but I wouldn't I wouldn't put them on any of my favorite lists of anything necessarily. Uh, right. That, that's not you know knocking them or anything but it's just the just the way it is. So Ike, are you ready to dive in? I think I am. All right, why don't you go ahead and start us out? What is your number three favorite cannibal movie? Absolutely. Um, so to kind of preface this real quick, because Dave said something that made me think of this. So like he said, some of these are not like these. Uh, I, I think on the opposite spectrum, because a couple of these like are movies that I've put on other lists. Um, so these are my you know top three, but these are movies that have been on other lists, weirdly enough, I, I realize. So cannibal movie, my number three is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, obviously, the the whole you know the portrayal of Texas Chainsaw is that you know uh, Leatherface and family they are cannibals. They eat people. They put them in chili. You know that's how they you know sustain themselves. Um, you know pretty much every incarnation of Leatherface is cannibal. So. Um, I had to include that one. You know, there are a lot of other ones that I could have put, you know, but I just felt to myself, you know, this is probably my favorite, like, horror movies of all time, favorite slasher movies, favorite grindhouse movies, whatever. But it's also a cannibal movie at the end of the day, and I, I think it deserves a spot on my list for sure. Yeah, I love Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's one of my favorite favorite horror movies of all time, and it is on my list, so I won't dive into it uh, too much right now. Uh, but uh, it is not my number three. Uh, my number three favorite cannibal movie is wrong turn from 2003 the the first one the the original one um i, I really i really like this movie uh, i think it, it's it's got some good characters some good killers uh, or villains or whatever you want to call them or cannibals or whatever you want to call them um you know it, it's it, i think it's a fun movie during a time when they're i don't know horror was in a i don't know the early 2000s it was kind of a weird state for me right i mean there was there was some decent <laughs> movies but there wasn't like there was all these standout movies. I mean, we had the Scream series that's been going on, you know, since during this time. But uh, but this one, to me, I think Wrong Turn uh, from that time period kind of stands out to me. And it, it, I mean, it obviously has the, the cannibalistic aspect. Uh, I, so what do you think of Wrong Turn? Absolutely. Um, like you said, the 2000s uh, was a hodgepodge of shitty movies and not so good movies. But there were a few things that stick out. Um, Wrong Turn is one of the few that I feel like really stick out. Obviously, Wrong Turn is one of those series that um, eventually became about just, you know, pumping out sequels to make money or to attempt to make money, I should say. A lot of them were direct to DVD, direct to video, you know, bullshit. But the original Wrong Turn is a very, in my opinion, very original uh, concept. And, you know, I, I really enjoyed the original Wrong Turn. I haven't watched it in a while, if I'm going to be honest. But I do remember Me that, it, you know, it's one of those movies that you watch and you're like, wow, I was not expecting it to, to go that route. Um, cause you don't expect the cannibalism, but one of my favorite scenes from that movie is a uh, homeboy who's just sitting there at that gas station drinking straight out of the bottle of, uh, Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, I feel that, you know, eat a yeah. bunch of Mexican food and I just got to start chugging <laughs> Pepto. So I was like, that's relatable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've all been there. So, uh, <laughs> all right, let's move on. Ike, what is your number two favorite cannibal movie? Absolutely. And this has been in another list as well. My number two favorite cannibal movie is The Green Inferno. Uh, this is an Eli Roth movie from like 2016, I believe, 2014 maybe. Um, in any case, it is, you know, it's a movie. It's about uh, people 
I think they're humanitarians of some sort. They're on a plane going to some, you know, distant remote area and their plane crashes over, you know, some jungle. And when they crash in the jungle, they come across a tribe of cannibals. Now, these are this is a real tribe of cannibals uh, that Eli Roth filmed with. Um, they they are legitimately people who eat dead. You know, they're they're dead. And um, now in the movie, they're a little more violent and aggressive. But uh, it was very interesting movie, very scary, uh, very realistic. Um, you know, it was one of those movies that I watched, and I don't cringe a whole lot when it comes to you know brutality and gore. But this is one of those movies that you know you almost kind of thought that it was real. Um, you know, the Green Inferno didn't get a huge release either, so I you know it's kind of a shame. But uh, super good movie, scary, gory, cannibally, all that good jazz, and I think it's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, well there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like Green Inferno. I think I've only seen it the one time, and you know it was not long after it was out uh, and everything. So it's it's been a while, but uh, yeah, it didn't make my list, but it, yeah, it's definitely a good choice. Uh, and it's one again, it's one of those that the name came up, and I thought, oh well, yeah, it you know could be. Uh, it's but it's just kind of one of those middle of the pack movies for me. And um, but it's fun. It's a fun watch, uh, which I guess is an odd thing to say about a uh, a cannibal movie, but okay. <laughs> uh, but my number two movie is. You know, we, we said cannibal movie, so this is not what I would call a, a clear-cut horror movie, but it's more a, a kind of a criminal suspense movie, but it is such a masterpiece, and is so well-acted, and has got an extraordinary cast, uh, but from 1991, uh, my favorite, number two favorite cannibal movie is Silence of the Lambs. Mm. Um, Anthony Hopkins, oh, my lord, I just want to bow before him. Uh, he was so good in this movie. Uh, Jodie Foster was so good in this movie. This this I mean Buffalo Bills in this movie, uh, but but you know Hannibal Lecter of course is a uh, a very sophisticated cannibal, and uh, you know he talks about you know eat eating the things with the you know farva beans and, and everything else, but uh, he, he's not your your atypical cannibal right you, where you think you know of a, a a savage person who's eating you know organs raw or or just you know eating them straight from the body and or this you know you know crazy you know, this is you know I mean he is a a, an educated, sophisticated, high-class kind of guy uh, who who kills people and and, and you know eats them. And uh, but the movie is so well done. Uh, I, I believe Ike, I believe you. I remember. Do you? Did I remember you saying that you have not seen Silence of the Lambs? Yeah, I I've not seen Silence of the Lambs. I, I know like stuff from it. Like obviously, I know like the iconic quotes. You know, I'll, you know, I'll eat it with a side of falafel beans, and you know the it, the it puts lotion, the lotion on the, in the back. yeah right or <laughs> eats those again or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like yeah yeah like I know that stuff, but no, I've not actually seen that movie start to finish. You actually told me to watch it, yeah. and I just never got around to it. Yeah, you need to. It is again, uh, you know, it's 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 creepy, it's suspenseful, it's 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 you know definitely what I would call a thriller. Uh, which, you know, that obviously has horror aspects. But, you know, since we, you know, said cannibal movies, uh, it's more than it's definitely got a cannibal in it. So uh, that is it. That is my number two favorite uh, cannibal movie. So we're on to our number ones. Ike, what is your number one favorite cannibal movie? Which I believe you said when we brought up the list, you said right off the bat, you knew what your number one was going to be. Yep, absolutely. Um, and this has been on another list as well, weirdly enough. But my f- number one favorite cannibal movie is Raw. Um, when when I think of cannibal movies, this is the first one that comes to mind. And kind of like what Dave said, you, you kind of mentioned how the science of the lamb, it, it departs from the typical depiction of a cannibal, right? Most of the time when you see a cannibal, you see, you know, the Sawyer family. You see 
cannibal tribes in the middle of nowhere with cannibal holocaust and green inferno or you, you think of some inbred hillbillies in the backwoods of you know the appalachian mountains or whatever you know what i mean so you, you think of all these like s- sort of tropes and stereotypes when it comes to cannibals but then you have the reverse of that and i think the reverse of that it, it sort of falls into that trope of like it's so different that it makes it better almost and that's why I feel like Science Lens is so great because the character of Hannibal Lecter, I mean, not only is he portrayed by some of the best actors in this world, but also his character is inherently different from other people of that archetype. So with that in mind, Raw is a story about a woman who, again, completely throwing the archetype, typically the people who are, you know, committing these acts of cannibalism, you know, statistically in these horror movies are not women. Yeah. But also in Raw, she's an unintentional cannibal. She is a vegetarian. She's been grown up as a vegetarian. And she basically develops a taste for human meat because she starts eating normal meat. And there's something wrong with her that it drives her to eat human. And it's it, it, there's sort of like a, a little thing that kind of gets dropped towards the end of the movie that makes it even more impactful that I won't spoil. But it's basically this. It's a story about a person who unintentionally became a cannibal, and there's no going back basically, and yeah. or or that the road back is hard. And Raw is so good. If you've never seen it, watch it. It is a foreign film, so it's subtitled, but it's so good. Yeah, it, it is a good film. And uh, again, that was one that I, I was it was very strong contender. To make my top three, uh, oh, but yeah. for me these other these these three just kind of stood out <laughs> as as much, you know more enjoyable to me personally. Um, but yeah, Raw is a very good movie, and I highly suggest, uh, recommend that uh, anybody watch that. Um, and it, it it is it you made a good point, you know, like most movies with cannibals, they they portray them where it's very easy to villainize them, right? The, to right. to make them villains and say, oh, that's they're they're wrong, and look at them, look look how they are. And the movies where it's uh, it's not quite that, right? There, where you have a more a, a different breed, or someone who's just even to the point of being just normal, or or even you know extraordinary a little bit. Um, it, it, I think it adds a creepy factor, right? Because it's that whole, you know, what's the neighbor doing behind the you know closed doors kind of thing, which I've always found very uh, kind of terrifying, right? Where you 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 know you. You can know somebody and uh, think you know them well, but what what are they doing behind a closed door? And right when they're away right. from everybody, you, you don't know, right? I mean, you hear it all the time with serial killers and everything else that nobody you you all the all the time you know, it's like I never would have suspected it. They were such a nice you know nice person. They were oh the model employee and and all that. You hear it all the time, and that to me that is so creepy, and uh, adds a whole another level to it. Uh, which so if people are keeping track and and, and keeping score uh, by what I said earlier, everybody should know that my number one favorite cannibal movie from 1974 is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, I love this movie. This is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Probably one of my just my favorite movies of all time. So uh, because of that uh, and because it's a cannibal movie, it it just kind of by default fell into that number one slot. Uh, I enjoy the movie. I, I enjoy it every time I rewatch it. I think it's I think it's a masterpiece. I think it's just so well done. I, I think it's again. I say fun, but it's. I know that's odd to say when you talk about a guy wearing a you know a skin <laughs> face and a chainsaw and they're eating people. I, I understand that, but uh, but it is. It's such an enjoyable movie uh, for me to watch, and uh, it's it's one of my favorite movies to rewatch. So, 
It is my number one favorite cannibal movie. And I did have, I, I, I did have uh, three kind of honorable mentions. Uh, I didn't know if you had any uh, that you wanted to throw out. Some other ones that I, that I kind of like, uh, they're of course from 1980. There's cannibal Holocaust, right? That, that one, mm-hmm. um, while it's not the greatest movie of all time, man, it is, ugh, it's so creepy. And, uh, the, 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 you know, there's the cannibal side of it. That that's that's weird enough. But the 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 legit animal kills in it really freaked me out. That that yeah. that that part of that movie really really bugs me. Uh, from 1980, the the one I mentioned earlier that I just watched, Motel Hell. That's a fun movie. Uh, that, I, that I advise people to watch. It's 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 very cool, very fun. Got a little bit of humor in it. And then uh, from 1973, uh, Soil It Green. Uh, it was a is a a classic movie uh, coming up on their 50th anniversary through that movie this year uh and it's a again it's a kind of a different approach to it uh you know where it's not the not it's not out the norm right it's just it's it's the norm that people are doing this um so i advise people to watch that i know it's an older movie but it's it is really really good so uh Ike, did you have any more cannibal movies you want to throw out there or did you just have your top three no actually i do have i have two that were almost in my top three so i guess they're considered honorable mentions <laughs> so uh there are two other ones that i kind of thought about but i was like eh. so one of them is a movie called fresh um fresh mm, is actually good. oh it's super good 2022 yeah. uh sebastian stan i love sebastian stan he's so great it's bucky barnes from the um mcu if you know uh, but super good, super great movie, uh, newerish movie, it, it, and, it, and it really again follows sort of a very interesting trope of um, it's a, it's sort of like a, can, a Hannibal Lecter character esque. Um, and then this one was a little bit of a reach, but it still kind of is. It's a movie called Mother. Um, so it's, it has Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Javier Bardem as well as a bunch of other people in it. But it, this one's more of a it's more of an art piece, if I'm going to be real with you. It, it, it's very artsy, and it is kind of a thriller, suspense, horror-esque movie. And the reason why it kind of falls into the cannibal-esque you know, vibe is that there is some cannibalism in the movie, but it's not a, a central part of the movie, so that's why I didn't really put it in my list. But I would put it up there. It, it's called Mother. Never seen that. I hear the word mother. I always think of the uh, Danzig song, Yo, Mother! <laughs> I just uh, always, always, forever. That's just what it'll be. So, uh, so now that I got that song stuck in my head, let's take a quick <laughs> break. And when we come back, we'll have birthdays, anniversaries, and upcoming releases. So stick around. Make sure you subscribe to listen to their screams on your favorite podcast platform. Also, make sure you look us up on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, TikTok, and Slasher. All you have to do is look up Listen to Screams, that is Listen, the number two in Screams, and you can find us there. Also, make sure you go and buy yourself a Listen to Their Screams t-shirt. You can find all of our shirts at tinyurl.com Screams Shirts. And we are back with the news. Let's spread the news. I'm going to start saying that every time now. I, I, it's, it's every, now. Episode. every Every episode. Every episode. I'm pretty sure I say it differently. I say, give me the news, spread the news, something with the Perhaps. news. You're just one step away from doing the old paperboy. Extra, extra. <laughs> Read all about it. All right. Upcoming birthdays. You got to love a good birthday. We got some good ones this week. June 22nd, 1958. The man himself, Bruce Campbell, from such movies such as The Evil Dead. Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 3, Army of Darkness, <laughs> was born. Uh, obviously, 
uh, Bruce Campbell is a legend. I love Bruce Campbell. He's one of the few people I feel like I, I really would like to meet, and it would not be a disappointing meeting. Yeah, yeah, he's so cool. Um, I, yeah, I feel like, you know, what you see is what you get with him. So he's like one of those guys that was like, man, it would be so cool to sit down and, and have a beer with and just, you know, just chat and just spend time with because, you know, it, I, I feel like it would just be so entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then we also have June 24th, 1950, Nancy Allen from Dress to Kill, Carrie and RoboCop. Obviously, mm-hmm. Carrie is a iconic movie. Nancy Allen plays her role in there. Uh, I don't think I've seen Dress to Kill, but I have seen RoboCop and I do like RoboCop. Yeah. And on, on a side note, I didn't put it in here, but uh, also born on June 24th, the same birthday as Nancy Allen is is Peter Peter Reller, also from RoboCop. They have a different year. I can't remember what he was born. He's a few years older. But I think it's kind of ironic to me that the the two leads in RoboCop had the same <laughs> birthday. So so wild. Love that. All right. And then a little bit later in the month, we have June 27th, 1999. I think it's the first 90s person we've had on this list is yeah. Chandler Riggs from The Walking Dead. He plays Coral. Mm-hmm. Get in the house, Carl. Get in the house, Coral. Uh, love Chandler Riggs. I have actually, me and Dave have both met Chandler Riggs when he was like a fetus. And yeah. we both have a picture with him. Yeah, um, he was on the, still on the show. Yeah, he was still on the show. This is like, it was the Cincinnati Comic Expo, like in 2013, uh, oh, 14, 12, maybe. <laughs> he, he was a pup. He was, like 10 years ago. Oh, man. Looked like a very disturbing family portrait, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, gotta love Chandler Riggs. You always say anything about Chandler Riggs before I move on? <laughs> no, no, I think you said it all there. <laughs> I think so, I think so. But, uh, all right, and then one last one, I'm sure, you know, this is one of Dave's faves. It is, yeah. one of my highlights. Love it. <laughs> uh, June 28, 1979, Felicia Day from such films and shows of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, The Guild, Supernatural, so on and so forth. Uh, Felicia Day is also a pretty uh, iconic YouTuber from the early days of YouTube. Um, you know, she was on, a, I can't remember what the show was that was on YouTube that she had. Was that The Guild? That was The Guild, yeah. Cool. That's what Gil, I thought. <laughs> Guild is super creative and funny. Uh, it's about, you know, yeah, about this group that play an online kind of a World of Warcraft type game. And then uh, things happen where they have to meet in real life. And it's 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 great. It is so funny. Um, and it, it, it really is. It, it was it was revolutionary for the time. Right. I mean, people weren't doing this uh, like she was. But uh, but yeah, then she went on and she, she had uh, I think she was she was one of the slayers in Buffy that was in training late in the series. Yeah. Uh, and she's been to several other shows. But then, of course, I know her most well, besides the guild. I know her mostly as being Charlie in Supernatural and uh, super, super cool. Uh, she is she is spectacular. She's fun, a fun watch. She's a you know, she's a gamer, a tabletop gamer. Uh, she you know is very active on social media. And uh, for all of us who are who are nerds and geeks and love comic books and movies and all these things, man, she is just one of us. Uh, she totally is. So I, I love her. She is great. She's she's a hero to me. Absolutely. Gotta love it. And, and I've heard that she's a really nice person, like, in real life. Yeah, yeah, I would suspect so. <laughs> but, uh, all right, so now we have a couple of movie anniversaries. Now, these are these are also some pretty good movie anniversaries, too. Yeah. I think June is just a good month. <laughs> yeah, and the first one is not a horror movie, but there's no way, no way I could not acknowledge this one. Uh, that's what I was going to say. I, I, how can you not? But And also, it is kind of spooky, if you ask me. It was kind of it a darker it's, movie. It's, it's dark and creepy. It's, yeah, it's got that Tim Burton stamp on it, of course, but... It, yeah, but you got that right. And if what you can't guess, favorites what movie of all is. time, 
I know we, me and Dave have had arguments over this movie and other movies in this genre, but from 19, sorry, 1989, June 23rd, the Batman, Michael Keaton's Batman. And, you know, people argue about who's their Batman. You know, for me, my Batman's Christian Bale for Dave. It's Michael Keaton. Yep. Absolutely. So, uh, so good. I love this movie. Could not even put a number on how many times I've watched this movie. I just, I put it on. I probably, I watch it at least once a month, at least. And that's <laughs> that might be, that might be concerned. I just, I love, I love Batman and Batman Returns, both of them. But the first one, oh, and there's just, man, being alive at that time, and there, I mean, Batmania was a thing then. It was everywhere, and it was so cool because we didn't have any of that, right? You, there were not comic book stuff and superhero stuff everywhere like it is now. And then this came out, and it was, and it's like it's it's like we could step into the light and 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 be be seen for the first time. And I uh, love this movie so much. And again, I it is it's dark. It does have creepy aspects. I know it's not a horror movie, but I had to acknowledge Batman. <laughs> Got to acknowledge Batman. I love it. And then uh, we have a couple more anniversaries here. June twenty fifth, nineteen seventy six. We have the Omen. Uh, the Omen's a great movie, obviously. You know, it's like the Damien, you know, Son of Satan, all that good shit. Uh, the original's the best. The the remake's eh. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I don't even know how many sequels there are to this. This is another one where there's, I think, like 60 sequels that have varying degrees. But yeah, the, the original's a classic. Love it. And then also another classic, in my opinion. We have the 19, oh, yeah. <laughs> 1982, June 25th, The Thing. Oh, man, love The Thing, obviously. It's got some right. of the best practical effects, you know, in any horror movie from that era. So good. And even the remake's good, too. Or prequel, whatever whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. One of those is a great movie. Great movie. That's those are those are three great movies right there with the anniversaries. Like I said, we this was a this was a good week. I don't know. Like all the birthdays, the movie anniversaries, like wow. But uh But we're getting to that <laughs> part. We're getting to that part where it's the summer blockbuster time, right? So Oh yeah. Uh, so we might, you know, there might be some big movies. On the anniversaries, I know horror movies don't necessarily always get that summer blockbuster, but there are there are ones out there that do. Absolutely, absolutely. But all right, now we're going to move on to a couple of upcoming movie releases. On June 23rd, Shudder is reviewing or putting out another movie. Uh, of course, it's going to be called Quicksand. Quicksand is an American couple on the brink of divorce who find themselves in a fight for survival when they come pardon me, become trapped in a pit of quicksand while on a hike through the rainforest. Um, this is, again, a Shudder original releasing on the 23rd, and we are actually reviewing this next episode. Um, preliminarily, I'm thinking that this is going to be sort of a, uh, a small scope movie, um, probably something in, in, you know, similar to like 124 hours or whatever that movie was about the guy who cut his arm off. Yeah. Um, so if I had to guess, I'm, I'm probably going to say it's going to be pretty close to that. Um, yeah. Or buried yeah. with Ryan Reynolds or whatever. Yeah. Or you know, holy shit. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's a primarily a one set thing, right? I mean, it's got to be this quicksand. But I've, I've heard there's, you know, there's snakes involved and everything else. And, and this just creeps me the heck out because I was raised during a time when quicksand was foreign and unknown. And it was terrifying because we did not know what it was. And, uh, you know, you literally thought it's just something that if you step in it, bam, you're gone. Right. You're sinking. You're done. That's it. Your history. It, you know, whatever. So obviously, you know, we know a little more about this stuff now and uh, I, whatever. But uh, this is still 
it is gonna it's gonna scare the crap out of me if it's done well, which we'll tell what we'll talk about next next episode and, and we'll see. Absolutely, absolutely. And then the other new release, um, another streaming release. I love it. June twenty eighth and uh, Netflix. Sorry, I almost read that completely wrong. We have Run Rabbit Run. Uh, Sarah Snook plays a fertility doctor who believes firmly in life and death. But after noticing the strange behavior of her young daughter, she must challenge her own values and confront a ghost from her past. Um, doesn't give you a lot of details, but I, I, I'll probably check it out. It's a streaming horror movie. I usually check them all out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when it's on, you know, on a service you already subscribed to, why not? Why not give it a, give it a shot and support, uh, support. Again, I, I, I'm a big proponent of supporting these platforms because they give opportunities to filmmakers who have not hit that that upper tier yet and get these big theatrical releases, right? And there are some really good movies that you that that go. It's not, it, you know, it's there used to be the term straight to DVD, right? And or straight to video or whatever, and that oftentimes meant a a poor quality movie, right? Because it, it was just there to try to get a buck initially straight to streaming was kind of the same thing, but that is no longer the case and, and straight to streaming movies and series are they're winning awards and everything else. It's, it is, it's completely different now in the landscape of movies now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And there you have it folks. Those are a couple of new releases. Like, you know, Dave said, we're in a whole, we're in a brand new world. We are in the new frontier of horror movies. We got movies coming out like crazy on these streaming services. So if you haven't checked them out yet, check them out. Uh, we always post about them as well. So check it out on social media. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and pause for a second. And when we come back, we're going to review the one, the only cannibal cabin. Listen to their screens is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code LISTEN2SCREAMS at checkout. That is LISTEN, the number two, and SCREAMS. Or you can click the link in the show notes. All right, and we are back on Listen to Their Screams, and it is review time. And this episode, we are reviewing Cannibal Cabin, which went straight to video on demand. <laughs> I think the movie was uh, originally came out. It's a UK movie, I believe. Uh, came out in 2022, but it just uh, now got released in North America uh, straight to video on demand. A group of 20-somethings went to end want to end excuse me want to end the summer on a high, and they take the advice from a girl they met at a festival about a secret rave deep in the valleys. When their route is detoured, they have no choice but to venture into the unknown. Once they come across a derelict aqua park, they soon realize what they thought was their salvation turns out to be the heart of the cannibal's lair. It is written by Charlie McDougal and directed by Louisa Warren. And uh, Ike, here's the thing. Before we went to the break and came to the review, you said the one and only Cannibal Cabin. I have to say I hope it is the one and only because <laughs> I was not a fan of this movie. And and here's the thing. Uh, I I like uh, – overall, I typically I, – I still like low-budget movies even if the effects aren't you know, super great. I, I still like them, right? I, I, I like cheese. This movie, you know, the effects weren't great. Uh, it, the acting was okay, right? The acting was okay. The production was okay. It didn't, you know, it, it didn't look bad or anything like that. Uh, had some great, you know, you know, scenery shots uh, because, you know, it, it was filmed in the UK. But to me, this movie was so boring <laughs> and it was so predictable. 
and they tried to throw a twist in the end, but it was a twist that you saw literally like 15 minutes into the movie. I mean, and, and again, we, we give the spoiler warning at the top of the show. We talk about it all the time. This is filled with spoilers. I'm, I'm totally going to spoil this movie. So if, if you're concerned about that, uh, you might want to stop now and go, you know, go watch it, I guess. But um, early in the movie, right, there's that opening scene with the two guys and the girl and they're they're killed and they're whatever. And the one's pregnant. And literally then when it comes to modern time and there's that, this group of 20 somethings and there's the one girl named Faye who is literally kind of the outcast. And she tells them about this this festival and they, they met her at another festival. And she's all like, oh, I have no friends. I'm on my own. And my, my family's a bunch of freaks. I'm like, yeah, she was the baby. <laughs> and she is with the cannibals. I'm like, I I felt like they really shouldn't have put the line, my family is a bunch of freaks. Um, that they could have, I think they could have written that line to, a little better. Where it wasn't so strong. Again, I don't know whether it would have kept the, 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 the swerve. Maybe they shouldn't, she shouldn't have said anything. But to me, I just I felt like you knew exactly where this movie was going and yeah. it went there. And. Um, and I'm, if you're trying to put some kind of twist like that in it and you can see it so early, it's 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 just kind of pointless. And it makes the movie. It makes it a little bit of a chore because I feel like you're watching it, trying to get then. OK, well, let's see when it gets to it. And you're kind of hoping, well, will they do something to make that that twist, that turn kind of spectacular? And nah, it wasn't really. I mean, I think she hit the guy with the pickaxe or whatever, and it's like, oh, yeah, there we are. I was right. Okay. And it's like, <laughs> and, and, and I don't know. And it, the movie had, you know, it had a little blood and a little gore, but it wasn't anything. It wasn't even like you say, oh, the the the, the, the practical effects or the, the, the goriness was, oh, I, I watched it for that. that. That part was okay. It wasn't even like that. It was so over the top when you're talking cannibals. I mean, there was a little of it, but it wasn't even, you know, like any benchmark. And I, I do have to say before I, I turn it over to you, talking about the effects, talking about the baby, the scene where they took cut the baby out of the lady, you could not have more clearly saw that that was a plastic doll. <laughs> I mean, it. <laughs> I know that they didn't have a huge budget, but man, try to shoot it somehow or something to hide. It was literally, you could just tell. I mean. If it was any more apparent, you could have seen the name of the company stamped on the ass of this doll. It, it, you could so clearly see it was a plastic doll, and it made me chuckle just so much. And um, I, I don't know. I, I, I have to say, man, I did not like Cannibal Cabin, and, and I was hopeful, right? Because I thought, oh, it's it's a cannibal movie. Um, I I knew it was kind of a, a low budget thing. It didn't have any big release or whatever. But I thought, hey, maybe it'll at least be, you know, it'll have something, right? It'll either have a lot of gore. Or it'll be so cheesy that it'll be kind of kind of funny. And one of those movies that I thought, oh, it's it's really cheesy, but I, I enjoyed that part of it. And I don't know, it didn't have it. There was just there was no character development. I mean, I didn't, you know, I I didn't care who was who. They were all the same to me. And um, oh, I don't know. I I I can't really find a redeeming quality to this movie. And I know I've just ripped it apart. I what, what did you think of Cannibal Cabin? Well, um, it was a movie. Um, it was about an hour and a half long. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I think that's about all the good stuff I can say about it. Um, so here's the deal. Cannibal Cabin was not the worst movie I've ever seen, right? I don't think I've found the worst movie quite yet. Um, but here's the deal. 
I, I Dave pretty much laid it out. You know, there were some pretty staunch issues with this movie. I think probably one of the most pressing issues was their, I guess, lack of money. <laughs> if that's if I could say that, um, because some of the effects were fine. You know, some of the fight scenes were a little hokey, but it was fine. You know, what I mean, it, it was basically the same shit you'd see from any low budget movie. You know, they they do a, a, a hard swing and it just kind of looks like it went over their head or whatever. Or they, you know, swing and punch the guy and it's obviously nowhere even near it. Or they start stomping somebody and there's obviously nobody there. You know, it, it's all that good jazz, you know, stuff that you kind of expect. But like you said, from the very beginning, I knew that that Faye, who is the outcast girl, I knew that she was going to come back and bite everybody in the ass. I knew that she wasn't dead. I knew that she was basically part of the family. I knew that she was a cannibal. It was very obvious. It was very clear. You know what I mean? And they they do this whole rigmarole to get you to that point. And I'm just like, honestly, had they just come out with it in the beginning, it probably would have been better, in my opinion, if they didn't try and make it this huge twist. Because, honestly, I think I would have probably preferred for them just to be like, yep, this person is a part of the group. You know what I mean? They're just kind of there to, you know, snoop on the other people and get them trapped and bullshit. And... You know, like you said, the acting wasn't, like, the worst. You know, some people were better than others. But, holy shit, that baby, man. That, that That is honestly what sticks out to me about this movie. You know what I mean? When you watch a movie, there are things that stick out to you about it. You know what I mean? Yep. When I watch movies, I normally, for me, what sticks out is, like, there's a line in a movie, right? Like, in Knock at the Cabin, you know what I mean? Um, you know, all of humanity has been judged. That mo- That literally still gives me chills when I see that. You know what I mean? And Terrifier, there are scenes or kills that stick out to me. And this one, it's that goddamn baby. And it, and literally, that baby, it looks so plastic. You you yeah. tell me that they that nobody on that set had a fucking baby they could use? Just cover that baby in a little fake blood and have it cry or something. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. Or shit, you buy a more realistic doll. There are literally flesh-like dolls that you can buy that feel that they're like rubber, you know what I mean? And they look like actual flesh and skin. And I think that that would have probably been better, but it's just like, bro, like what the actual fuck that baby is literally looks like a baby. You just pulled out a goddamn dollar bin, a dollar tree, and you just threw it in some blood. So that's probably my biggest gripe because first and foremost, I saw that I laughed. I literally was, audibly laughing because i was like bro this is ridiculous but also as is i feel like they tried really hard so i do want to give them credit for that but like man there there were so many things that you could have done differently different ways you could have filmed scenes and i'm by no means an expert i'm just some fat dude who does a podcast so like i i you know it, take this with a grain of salt but i just feel like there were there were better ways to approach this movie um that maybe i'm wrong about but i just i don't know i feel like this movie could have been better even with its low budget is basically what i'm saying (laughs) yeah i don't know you know the thing is and again i'm not a filmmaker so i don't i i you know i don't want to besmirch someone who does and 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 took a shot right but there are lots of great movies with low budgets and there are lots of, of of great movies who work around things and you have to know as a filmmaker a way to make the movie, to film the movie, to angle the shots, to do whatever, to hide the flaws, to hide the shortcomings. I feel like we keep going back to the baby thing. I, you know what? If that's what you've got and that's what you can work with and, and that's the best you can do, just don't show the baby. Right? right? Show them cutting her open, 
switch to an angle, you know, or whatever, do something, have some, some baby crying noise so that people, you know, you could still parlay the exact same message without showing it. And you have to, you know, you have to know how to hide the weaknesses somewhat. And I, I just feel like they thought they had to have this twist in this movie, but they, to me, they, you know, they made, there was too obvious. It was too easy to figure out. I, and I don't, you know, why not? Because supposedly she met one of these girls at the festival, right? And that's who hooked her up with the group and blah, blah, blah. About, you know, she, she lied to him and told him there was another festival to, to lead them to do this. Right. Why not? Why not just tweak that a little bit and say that she, you know, knew one of the girls, had met one of the girls or whatever else, and they did this, and 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 they lay it out where you knew she was, you know, part of the cannibal, but then had the twist in the end be that the group, the girl from the group, had actually joined and was on the side with her, right? She had twisted her, or so I don't know if you if you want to have, or maybe just don't have the twist, you know, like you said, maybe just from the get go. You know, I mean, and again, all it had to be was it could be a look, a a a very uh, an, an evil little smirk or something where you say, oh yeah, right. she's she's part of it. And then when it gets to the point, you know, I don't know, don't try, don't try to to, to film it where it's you're trying to make it look dramatic, like aha, look what I've done. When you you know you've already you you've buried the lead and you've already kind of uh, put that out there, so. Again, I'm not a filmmaker, I, I, so I understand it's not – maybe it's it's not so easy. And, and again, I know everybody starts somewhere. And and like we've said millions of times, great filmmakers have really shitty movies, and, and you learn, and, 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 and you grow. And yeah, when you have more money, it is easier to do those things. Um, yeah. But I, 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 I very, I'm very good at watching a movie, even a bad movie. And finding something redeemable about it in my eyes where I can say, oh, I didn't like that movie. I didn't think it was a good movie, but there was this, whether it just be a moment, a scene, a, 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 an actor's performance, something, just, you know, something about it. Uh, and it could just be something small. I, 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 I can't find anything in this movie where I can sit there and say there was that that was memorable to me. That was kind of cool. That was it. It just. The whole movie was flat. It was kind of boring. And they tried to have this twist and they killed the twist. So what they tried to do to add something to it, it didn't work. And then again, sometimes you could take a bad movie like that and you can throw a bunch of fake blood and some good practical effects and some Mm -hmm. creative kills. and, and, And you could say, well, the movie was bad. The dialogue was bad. They ruined the twist. But man, we saw some gore and it was fun and it was kind of, and you didn't really have that here. I mean, even, you know, when they were cutting into, you know, they, they didn't show a lot. It, and it just, I know there was a limited budget, but you, you, if you're making a cannibal movie and this is what you're going with, you got to choose your lane and, and try to go with it. If you're not going to show gore or whatever else, then you, then it's got to have more suspense, more thrills. I mean, this movie didn't even have jump scares for me, right? There wasn't even any of that. And uh, I, I feel like you've got to you got to pick something, and, and and have something to to make up for it. And uh, I just I, I don't feel like it had it. I mean, there's I, I hate to I hate to be that negative about a movie, but right. I, I just didn't I didn't enjoy it, and I didn't find anything redeemable. 
And, uh, you know, and uh, I mean, even when we watched, I mean, we watched Thanks Killing and that was a horrible movie. <laughs> but I could, I still chuckle in my head every time I hear the line, you know, gobble, gobble, motherfucker. Again, there was that, right? Where well, at least I laughed at that line. And, uh, and, and even in that movie, though, it's like they were very tongue in cheek. And they knew, hey, we're making a bad movie. We know we're making a bad movie. So we're going to lean into that. Well, you know, this didn't have even, you know, didn't have that. So um, I don't know. I was, I, I, I guess I was disappointed in this. I, I was hopeful. For, again, I wasn't hoping that it was a spectacular award-winning type movie. Right. But I was just hoping for an hour and a half of, hey, whatever. It was, it was fun. And, and, and it just wasn't fun for me. So. Yeah, it is what absolutely. it is. So, no, uh, so yeah. I, you want to add anything else before we? You want anything else before we rate it? No, I was just, I was just gonna, I was gonna add just one small thing, but you, you said something and it kind of it rolled some, you know, got got my brain functioning a little bit. But you kind of said, you know, if you if you would have done this, you would have done this. And like you said, I, I just wanted to add myself. Definitely not criticizing the filmmakers, but I feel like there just there should have been somebody to like sit there and be like you know hey maybe we should do it this way you know i don't know i feel like there should have been just like it it was almost close to being redeemable and i just feel like that little push that they needed i feel like there could have been a number of things the baby more better effects more money who knows but like you said i feel like it was almost close to being redeemable but as it is you just it's not. <laughs> That's all I wanted to add. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it just needed something to hang its hat on, right? Something, and it didn't. It didn't have it. It didn't have. There's nothing where you can hang it up and look at it and say, well, there's that. There's at least that part, and it it just there's there's no part. There's no you know, the 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 writing wasn't good. The dialogue wasn't good. The the kills and gores were blah. The 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 twist was fell flat because they revealed it. I mean, there was just there's nothing where you can you can say, well, there's all this shit, but there's that one pearl in it. it there, I just, right. you know, I, I I didn't find that. So. So let's rate this. I will go first, Ike, because I'm breaking new ground here, because I think for the first I think I believe the first time if I'm if I'm thinking right for the first time, I am giving Cannibal Cabin a one scream out of five. I. I did not like this movie. I, I again, I, I don't want to be the old man, the negative aspect. We did have some listeners that said, hey, we we like it when you or, or the wives are on and you you don't sugarcoat. You just you, you say your opinions. Right. So I, I, I'm saying my opinion here. Well, while I, I give props to them for for swinging and for going for it and 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 trying to make something. Me as a viewer, I feel feel like it was a big swing and a miss Uh, and i I, like i said i cannot find a redeemable quality about it unfortunately all apologies to the the creators i'm giving cannibal kevin a one scream out of five you know i i I don't think that i can give it a one scream i i you know i'll be honest i don't think i can give one scream because i just don't think that i'm this is quite to the level of there's nothing about this that i liked there were a lot of things that I disliked, but I don't think I can quite give it a one scream. I think that I'm personally going to give it one and a half screams 
out of five. Um, the only reason I did that is because I don't think that this is the worst movie I've seen yet. And I think the worst movie that I've seen will deserve a one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be curious if we ever come across that movie. We'll see. It's a, it, it, there's gotta be something out there that, that is so irredeemable and so horrible that we review that gets a one. I'm sure something at some point. I, I feel like we need to take the social media and ask people, what is the worst horror movie you've ever seen? And then at some point when we have a hole, we need to pick one of those movies and, and just go for it and see what we think. I, and, you know what? Yes. <laughs> I mean, every time we have a hole and we try to think, oh, let's do something classic, you know, an older movie or whatever. I'm always trying to like, oh, let's pick a classic. Let's pick something we like, you know, something, something that stands out. Maybe at some point in time, Let's, let's we need to go to the other end of the spectrum and see what what we think of a, of a, of a bad movie. So uh, but uh, OK, so even at that, even with the one and a half, I, I think that is your lowest. Rating you've given a movie yet to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. One point five is one hundred percent the lowest rating that I've given to a movie. Um, you know, like, like I said, I, I can't quite stoop to a one just yet, but it's close. <laughs> I believe Thanks Killing is the only movie that I've ever considered going this low with, but I'm pretty sure we gave it a two, and I think that was only because at least I chuckled at the comedy. So that that bumped it to a two for I think for me at that time. So, uh, so yeah, there you have it. Um, a, a cumulative one point two or one and a quarter, one and a quarter screams out of five uh, for us for Cannibal Cabin. So go out and watch it yourself and, and give us feedback on social media and tell us what you think. Do you agree that you thought this movie was that bad or did you enjoy it? And if you did, mad props to you. I'm glad. I'm glad. I really am. Even a movie I don't like, you know, I'm hoping there are people that like it and enjoy it uh, because it doesn't hurt me. It doesn't bother me at all if everybody in the world thinks it's the best thing since sliced bread and I hated it. Doesn't matter to me. Does it makes no difference. So uh, go watch it for yourself. Uh, see what you think and give us feedback on social media and let us know. Uh, what did you think of Cannibal Cabot and what would you rate it out of five screams? Uh, and let's see. Let's see where we stand. Let's see if you're in agreement with us. If you think we have valid points or whether we're just two full of shit dudes who are talking into microphones, because that's uh, that is a very uh, that's a hey, that's a very. It could be a reasonable assessment of us. Who knows? Uh, but we're two dudes who like horror movies. I've watched a lot of horror movies, and we have fun watching horror movies. Um, and uh, it is what it is, right? We got to call, we got to call a dud a dud when it happens, right? Because there are movies that are duds. And um, so, in our opinions, that's that's what we think at Cannibal Cabin. Yes, absolutely. And uh, so we will close the book on the uh, the long pig on the eating of human flesh. Uh, we've we've ranked our top we've done our top three we've we've you know reviewed Cannibal Cabin for the moment let's let's put the uh, we'll, we'll put the cannibalism away <laughs> and next episode we're diving into a uh, horror of nature as we are going to be reviewing the movie Quicksand which will be available June 23rd on Shutter so I I highly urge all of our listeners that when this comes out to go and watch it yourself so that when we give our review uh, you can think along with us right and 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 you know what we're talking about uh, when we discuss the movie. So make sure you subscribe 
on whatever podcast platform you prefer and you listen to us. Make sure you subscribe to us and share us. Give us a rating review because that helps us in those algorithms. It helps us come up with suggested listens for people who listen to uh, similar podcasts. And make sure you follow us on social media. You heard the ad earlier. We're on all kinds of platforms. Surely we're on one that you use and enjoy. So find us there or find us on them all. Uh, but interact with us and give us feedback. We do like activity on social media. So, Ike, before we close the door on the uh, cannibalism, before we slip out the back of the cannibal cabin and lock it behind us and throw away the key, do you have anything you want to add to this episode? Um, the uh, volcano menu is coming back at Taco Bell in a week, um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, I didn't really have anything to say about cannibal cabin, but uh, I was thinking about Taco Bell. Well, because you were discussing earlier chugging Pepto straight out of a bottle. There you go. <laughs> full full circle. Talk about alone, but then you put Volcano on top. I like the Volcano stuff, but still, it'll light you up. And um, it's it's one of those weird things that sometimes it's like, oh, I, I crave it. It's so good. I eat it, but then later I regret it. <laughs> but then it's like, you know, I whatever. You rinse and repeat because I'll, in a, you know, a couple of weeks I'm craving it again. I'll do it again. <laughs> That's yeah, right. I'm glutton for punishment sometimes. But uh, so there you have it. Uh, Ike says uh, volcano menu is coming. Uh, go get go get yourself some spicy shit. And that's Hell just the yeah. way it is. And keep the bottle of Pepto handy. Uh, they make that shit in every way. Pills, whatever, you know, whatever you like. They've got it now to help you <laughs> with your digestive needs. <laughs> they they <laughs> really do. They got the pills. They got the edible things. They got the freaking uh, the chewable things. They got yeah. the liquid, man. Oh. Come on. Come a long way uh, for uh, for <laughs> digestive malfunctions. <laughs> I feel like it's appropriate on a on a, a podcast where we've talked cannibalism that we talk about digestive issues at the end That's of the right. movie. Because so. I can only imagine what does that do for the digestive. Ooh, I hate to know. But anyway, I'm so sure, there you I'm have sure it. I'm sure it's bad for you. I'm sure it is. It's Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> there, no matter what, when you're trying a new food, there's an adjustment period. So at the very least, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a period there where it's gonna be, uh, you know, your 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 clock and your calendar is gonna be way off in, in the schedule. It's just gonna be weird. So. uh there you have it. We're probably the only podcast that discuss cannibal cannibalism. <laughs> and our our big question is, what does it do for your digestive system? So, Amen. Yeah, so if any of our listeners are a doctor and have an educated theory on this, uh, yeah, lay it on us. You know, we, told, we talked about <laughs> social media, so let's hear it. I, I want to know what you think, so. But anyway, like we said, next episode, we'll be discussing quicksand and we'll be back with all of our fun and games and news and reviews and birthdays and anniversaries, all the things that you've come to expect from Listen to Their Screams. But until then, wherever you go and whatever you do and whatever you eat, be good, be safe and have many pleasant nightmares. <laughs>